Okay. Um, Just getting set up. Do you have a glass of water or anything, or you, you're kind of comfortable? You got everything you need? Yeah, you bet. I got a, a coffee here with me. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> you're listening to Short Form, the podcast that brings your stories, poems, and other tales to life. It, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, you were one of the first people that I scoped out as a potential guest and uh, slid into your DMs, as you now know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, Corey, I got to have you. Um, I love your poem. We just I had to make it work. And thankfully, we were able to make it work. Yeah, for sure. You're in Newfoundland, correct? I'm in Newfoundland, yes. So like uh, living out on the on the East Coast right now. I love it here. We spent some time, like I'm originally from here. So we, we spent some time in Alberta, actually. Mm-hmm. So we were in Grand Prairie for uh, seven years. And um, since we've moved back, which we've been back for quite a while now, um, I took it for granted before I left here. So mm-hmm. very happy to be back and, and living living here, over here. What was it that you missed most about the East Coast? It's the environment, the scenery, the geography, um, the ocean. That's what you, you kind of, when you when you grow up here and you're from here, you uh, you don't look at those things the same way. I think that comes out a lot in your poetry too. One of the big things I noticed in a lot of the poems that you write, um, certainly not all of them, but there's uh, this this sort of sense of soul uh, uh, and longing that comes up a lot in your poetry. Uh, you have a poem on your Instagram. It, it reads, a desire to pull words from the earth, those that are buried and need air, those that are forgotten and thought to be dead, those at one time seeds planted in the ground of a choked imagination. And there, it, it seems like there's this common theme uh, with a lot of things you write of this feeling of, not, of needing to be free you know, that wanderlust of sense. And, and that kind of seems to line up with your, your desire to be near the ocean and, and, and yeah, absolutely. experience yeah. nature. And do you feel like that was just instilled from you um, as a young child growing up over there? The environment, yes. But perhaps, perhaps as a child, it, it kind of somehow got instilled in me and I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Mm-hmm. And it never really dawned on me at the time. Like, I guess at, at, at points I'd be like, oh, that's really nice. Like, I, I grew up in Grossmore National Park, so I grew up in, like, a really picturesque area mm-hmm. of, of Newfoundland. And uh, when I left in my childhood home, when I leave my when I leave my front door, I can see the Grossmore Mountains just, just on the horizon. But I never looked at it the same way I do now. And it, that portion of that could come from being away. Uh, I mean, a lot of it. And then a lot of it probably comes with age, too. Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, the things you value certainly change. Do you think that having kids change the way that you write or the way that you look at writing? 100%. Yeah. Having kids um, definitely change the way I, I write. It, it, I think having children makes you, or at least it made me, and still does, look at time differently. And the speed at which it passes us you know what i mean like to watch my children go from infants to my daughter's 11 now and Mm -hmm. i don't i don't even really understand where that those 10 years have gone Mm -hmm. a lot of memories though you 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 said you have a daughter 11 years old you also have a son how old is he he turned nine last month oh wow so um the poem you're bringing on the show today it's it's titled a note to my six-year-old son so is this poem 
this would be three you wrote this three years ago yeah i didn't know that <laughs> I, I mean it felt so fresh and I, I i and and i guess that's sort of some of the beauty of poetry is is no matter when something's written being able to bring somebody back to a time a time that they weren't even there for and, and this poem is quite beautiful and it speaks to what you just mentioned which is the way you view time is differently there's a line in here about from today until and through a million tomorrows and, and encapsulating sort of that feeling of a parent never wanting to kind of let that 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 moment in time go. Yeah. I know my, my parents have often said to me, um, you know, no matter how old you get, you'll always be my, my baby, like my little boy. And yeah. um, I kind of feel like that's a bit of the vibe here too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it rings true now too. He's nine, but it still rings true. Like uh, you, you need to try to capture what you can because time's fleeting. You know. Do you find yourself writing more about your family then as you sort of get older or do you still kind of focus on the other things? No, I focus every now and again. If I get the desire, the urge, I, I very much my writing comes from like, I can't force it. So I can't sit down and write about my family or my, my son. But if we're on a vacation and, and, you know, something strikes me, usually something will come out then. Yeah. And especially it feels like with poetry, it's the most authentic sort of form of writing in some ways. I think you can force a lot of types of writing if you needed to hit that deadline, but poetry feels like that one thing that you can't really fake um, or people people will know it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You you, you sort of mentioned not taking things for granted anymore and, and being in that space that you kind of call home now and how your kids inspire and your family inspires you. What was it originally that got you into writing? What was it that inspired you to kind of pick up that pen and start writing your own poetry? I didn't write as a young, young child. Um, I read a lot, certainly. When I was, I guess, in my probably pre-teens or early teens, um, I started to learn how to play guitar. And then at that point, I, I started to write songs. And that's kind of how what got me started in, in writing. So, I, And when I wrote songs, I thought it was, uh, it was really cool to create that. Start from, like, I don't know, a, a guitar chord and then put, start to put words around to it. And then once, once I was... I had finished something, which, I mean, I didn't think when you're 12, 13 years old, you know, you don't think about writing music like that. I didn't anyway. I didn't grow up in a musical home or I didn't grow up in a literary home, really. Mm -hmm. But it, and after that, it was a creation of something like me and my my friend. We both kind of like learned uh, together. And when we, you know, uh, played the music and wrote the lyrics and then we had this kind of living, breathing thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it was just the creation of it. It's it joy. It really is when you, when you, an accomplishment. And so that's what kind of what got me started. So like before the pro poetry, I have countless, countless songs kind of stacked up in exercise books. But then, I mean, after that, like, I mean, lyrics and poetry are hand in hand. So Absolutely. it's kind of what got me, yeah, it's kind of what got me started. And then, I mean, since then I've written like, short stories and I've, attempted novels and, and those things of those nature but i've definitely approached those things a bit differently but bulk of my work is is poetry and i still write songs occasionally i was gonna ask do you, yeah have you ever do you, do you still play your music or or it's more of the writing process for you now no i still play um in you know kind of the living room type thing <laughs> there's a good area in the living room i've got a ukulele like uh, last oh, wow. <laughs> yeah yeah so i've been picking around at that my daughter got one this year, so I'm trying to show her a few things. Oh, nice. But I definitely don't write, I don't write songs half as much as I used to. I play the ones I've written, I pick of those, but. Have you ever taken a, a song that you wrote, kind of dusted it off and, and tried to kind of form it into a poem? Or do you try, do you tend to keep those things separate? I tend to keep them separate. I have done it, but I don't, uh, with the songs, I have a, a usually there's a rhyming scheme in mm -hmm. order to make 
and I, I, my poetry doesn't usually rhyme. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of not my style. And when I do rhyme, it feels janky to me. Like it feels kind of yeah <laughs> cheesy. You know, and and there's and there's there's poets that do it, and they do it so well. And and uh, and if you can do it well, I think it's it's a testament. But I can't. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know. Maybe I'm taking the easy way of not not rhyming, but. I don't think you're taking the easy way out because everything I read from you feels so personal that it's it's never easy to kind of bare your soul like that. Yeah. And and then trying to take this completely genuine moment in life that you're feeling or this this muse or inspiration and then trying to shoehorn it into a rhyming scheme like I can completely see why that would feel sort of um, disingenuous to you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. And, you know, I've, I've done it, but it's it's rare for me. Mm hmm. So the, the poem that you did bring on the this, this show today, a note to my six-year-old son, this also doesn't have a rhyming scheme, but it is a, it seems to be a very intimate moment. And it's actually the poem um, I DM'd you about. I was like, I love this poem. I need it on the show. Can we, can we talk? And I've read it many times since then because uh, it strikes such a chord. I, I, I think it's so cool what you did where you created a moment for two very different people, two very different generations. You have um, a parent come along and read this and and shed a tear and remember their own kid and them going on little adventures. And then um, as an adult, you can kind of look back and remember being the six-year-old in that story and and remembering the wonder of the trees sort of whipping by you in the car and, and all those kind of cool things where time sort of dilates. And, and, and like you said, there's through a million tomorrows. It's, it's just a really kind of cool way to frame this story. So I'd love to kind of get into it so everyone else can hear what we're talking about because <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil it. So let's get into the poem. This is A Note to My Six-Year-Old Son by Corey Decker. It was your bedtime. Instead, we jumped into the car, chasing sunsets, racing blindly toward beauty. The evening air chilly, but we had the thrill to keep us warm. You spoke of your day and the art you made, pictures you painted and worlds you created, of colorful bricks and pieces of sticks. You revealed imagination in wild celebration. I laughed in elation at your smile in the rear view. It was a moment, and those are what we have, what we hold more real than the wheel which my hands held, and I will grip it forever. From today and through a million tomorrows, I will grip it forever. I love that poem, which I've said many times today because I do, I really do love it. Um, I'd love to hear from you, Corey, about sort of what inspired this um, besides potentially the obvious and, and what really led to sort of the creation of this piece. Yeah. So even now, even today, I mean, as we said earlier, my son is uh, nine now. So this was a few years back, but even today I can, I can picture the moment when I kind of had the idea. So um, my wife, uh, she had just gotten off work. Um, she did, she worked shift work. So it was in the evening, it was about eight o'clock and She's a really big fan of sunsets. I mean, most people are, but she's a really big fan of sunsets. So as she was driving home from work, uh, we were, we were, there was this beautiful sunset and she kind of like, she kind of ran in through the house and she was like, okay, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go see the sunset. There's a beautiful sunset. Out. And I, I wasn't in the mood and my daughter wasn't in the mood, but my son, uh, he was six at the time. And 
he was, you know, just excited because she was excited. So she grabbed him up and she went and put him in the car and they took off. And then I, I kind of got to thinking like how cool that was for both him and her. It, it goes back to, it goes back to the time thing and, and grasping the moments that we have because our, our children and, in this case, they get old quickly. You know, they grow up quickly, and uh, it's kind of, that's kind of where the poem stemmed from. So, I mean, at the time, we were my son and I were actually getting him ready to go to bed, and instead of that, he's you know racing up the highway with his mom to to catch this you know phenomenal sunset. I could picture them in the vehicle, and and what conversations were they having? Is he talking about his day at daycare, like? Uh, the things he did that day. I mean, I'm sure she had mm-hmm. questions like, how was your day? And, and, you know, him in his six-year-old way, explaining it to her. Just try to capture a moment between them and the bond that they have. Uh, and just try to get that out on the page and try to convey the emotion that I feel was probably in that vehicle at the time. And I think that's such a huge testament to your ability as a writer, because not for a moment did I think that, A, it wasn't you in this poem. And then when you told me your wife was in the poem, I thought, oh, well, then you're in the passenger seat because you're witnessing this, but you've encapsulated this moment so perfectly um, and you weren't even there for it, uh, which wasn't is kind of crazy. No. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. When they left and shut the door, I kind of, then my, the gear started to turn, you know? I love it. I love how instead of going and seeing the sunset, you're like, I'm going to stay here and then write about it instead. <laughs> yeah, write about it, yeah. <laughs> such a such a writer thing to do. You're like, <laughs> you no, I'm good. Right. I'll just I'll write about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and 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 you and you captured it so perfectly. When you showed your wife this, I mean, what did she think of this poem? Uh, she she loved it. She's like, you're stealing my story. It's kind of. Kind of, kind of. <laughs> I'm like, well, you can have it if you want to write it, but she did. She doesn't write, so I was like, no, she she was okay. Do your kids read your poetry? Like a piece like this, is this something that you would have given to your son as a sort of a token of love or something? Yeah, he um, he they don't really read. They know they know. Obviously, I'm a poet, and uh, mm-hmm. my son writes little po- bits of poetry sometimes. But um, I don't know if he's ever read this one. It's kind of something that was written and a while back. And to be honest, until you um, you messaged me about it, I, it's not something I've thought about for a little, a little while. So mm-hmm. thank you. For that. It's nice to visit it again. You mentioned that your 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 son's starting to write himself. What is it like seeing your your kid sort of take after something that you're so passionate about? I mean, there's a sense of pride there for sure, and there's also um, it's a realization that they actually. Um, even though they may not talk to you too much about it, they they absorb and they realize what what you're kind of doing and what your own as a parent, your own passions are and your own kind of uh, those things you love to do where your interests lie. It, it's funny though because my son of the both both the children, I, I wouldn't have pegged him as the guy to pick the pen up or or whatnot. My daughter, she 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 writes also and um, mm-hmm. she doesn't write poetry. Or she's she's a kind of a short story writer. She writes her stories and little comic books and this and that. But it was funny to see him because he's he's very much uh, he's like the more of the uh, video games and 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 also when it comes to school, it's he's more of the mathematics science kind of uh, student. Whereas my daughter's she's all about the English and language arts. Must be kind of nice in a way. Now you did just have your second book come out um, called Many Directions. What was it that kind of inspired this book and, and how does it differ from the first collection that you put out? Uh, the first collection was, 
number one, it was much shorter. It was, um, and, and I just kind of wanted to written and, and kind of posted, um, all of these pieces on my Instagram page. And I was looking for a way to get my work out there in a different medium. And, uh, so uh, it, that was a very, it was very much a, a, how many pieces do I need and where can I pull them from? And it was kind of a scattered thing. Many Directions is essentially um, the poetry I've written over, over the course of the two years of the pandemic, kind of all these, all of these pieces. And, and although it isn't a book about the pandemic, I realized when I was putting it together that um, you can kind of see, I guess, thought process kind of weaved in throughout a lot of these pieces just with what's going on in the world and, and just times are so strange you know mm-hmm. like it's just an odd period and uh i feel like the the poem isn't about that but it's more about being in and kind of living in a time when things just seem so odd and and, and like you're kind of torn in many different places Mm-hmm. And the pandemic being such a big influence creatively, um, whether we wanted it to be or not, just from like a, a mental aspect of it, I, I can I can see that in some of your more recent work. I don't know if your poem for those is in your new book, but there's there's a certain level of frustration and angst in some of your newer poetry. Do you think that did come as a result of the pandemic with some of the frustrations, um, whether it's frustrations with the world or the way things are being done? Do you find that sort of seeping into your poetry now? Yeah, it does come out because the thing is my writing, I very much come from a place of, I need to feel something. I can't, like I've tried one of your questions um, uh, about like the writing process and things. And, and I, it's very difficult for me to sit down. Like uh, there's times that, I, that I've kind of a drought and, and I, say to myself like you need to write something you're a writer you, you mm-hmm. know sit down and write a poem and i'll sit down with my and i'll flip open my notebook and get my pencil out and, and stare you know and just like maybe doodle a little drawing up in the corner nothing comes out it it very much needs to be something that's um that speaks to me and and when it does and i usually know if i have something because it comes quickly and i'll sit down and it'll kind of just flow then then i know okay now i have to write something and it's i guess if you tie it into the pandemic absolutely like you get you even just listening to the news there's there's enough things that can spark a feeling in you or spark whether it's frustration or anger or just being just being tired of it all i don't want to sound like curmudgeon like, no, 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 no. It's a, it, I think it's a, it's a, it's like a global collective feeling that we're all feeling right now. And the, the poem that sort of reminded me of this for those, is this in your new book, Many Directions? That, no, that's the chapbook from um, TikTok Midnight. Oh, that's right. I, I want to share it with people though, because I think it kind of encapsulates a lot of the feelings that we're kind of discussing right now. Um, and also give people another taste of, of your beautiful work that just the small snippet that you kind of posted, it goes, we should scream at celestial giants our voices traveling through the chilled air of night and make known who we are. And it just feels like a rallying cry, like a battle cry for the every man and the every woman and what everybody's feeling right now. Yeah. yeah. And I think you could apply that to so many different um, phases 
of life right now, whether it's people who are sick of the pandemic or people who are sick of governance or people who are sick of, you know, maybe their work situation. Like there's so many ways that this just immediately cuts to the core and and everyone just goes, yeah, Yeah. which is unfortunate that, that, that feeling um, bottled up and frustrated is such a unfortunately universal and timeless feeling, but at least we have people like you to write about it. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, that poem was actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it relates and, and we can relate it to uh, today and, and what we have going on. It, it's about um, stifling our true nature, you know, stifling our true self and um, for, for whatever reasons, be it your job, be it your government, be it your um, things that are going on in the world today, um, mm-hmm. you know, you should... Try to hold on to what makes you you. We get so caught up to, and, and again, going back to the pandemic, it's just the news. Like, uh, it gets to the point where you're just like, let's just turn this off. Uh, no, 100%. You brought up your, your your chapter book. Can can you tell people a little bit about the two sort of projects you're putting out, both Many Directions and TikTok Midnight? Yeah, so a chapbook is um, it's like it's, it's like a sampling of an author's works, and um, I I had no idea how to. I knew I wanted to put out work um, in like uh, some sort of a hard copy form instead of posting it up on Instagram or on like a a Facebook page or whatnot. But I had no idea what I was doing. I I didn't submit anything to traditional publishers. So I decided I was just going to go the chapbook route for this first offering and kind of make it myself. So that's what I did. So I picked 50 pieces and kind of put it in a a small, it's, it's almost like a, a pamphlet form. And there was also something about the romanticism of like doing this for my first kind of offering to the world. And then I started to get the kind of the itch to um, put in another piece of work. And again, didn't want to go the traditional publishing route and kind of lost to about how to do it all. And I'm sure like we live in an era where the information is like right at your fingertips. So I'm sure I could have figured out how to um, publish in a different way. Although self-publishing, you can do so, use use different publishing houses to self-publish your book. So that's the typing, formatting, all those all those sorts of things. And then I have printed and um, and yeah, I'm distributing myself now. But this this many directions is is a much grander piece. It's uh, 140 pages, um, 124 poems, um, but it's in two volumes. Volume one, uh, I called all dressed up. Volume two is many directions nowhere to go and um they were sold as a unit um yeah but uh uh yeah so that's that's the story on those two pieces so where can people get these these books if they want to have them on their bookshelf uh you can get i have a like a link tree uh, link on my instagram page that's my social presence is instagram i do have a facebook page too um those, that's at decker rights d-e-c-k-e-r rights both instagram and facebook you can find me there there are links there um if you follow me on instagram you can shoot me a dm i can uh we can do it that way but yeah that's that's my thing it's a very humble it's a very humble book and it's a very humble kind of mom and pop operation i have going here when it comes to my my work yeah 
I mean, you call it humble, but it seems uh, like labor of love is maybe a more appropriate way to put it because everything you do seems to be very much um, thoughtfully done. Even sometimes when you post pictures on your Instagram, when it's not poetry, it's often pictures of your notebook. And I think that writing in a notebook, a lot of people don't do that anymore. And, and, and you do. So you do seem to be very hands-on with your approach, whether it's the way you, you think about poetry and the way you write your poetry and the way you self-produce your poetry. It's all kind of crafted with your own fingers. Yeah, yeah. I love that labor of love. Thank you. That's... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's a good term. I love it. Perfect. Is, is there anything else you would want to kind of let people know about, um, something you're excited about, uh, or, or really anything? Uh, Many Directions came out just a few weeks ago. Now I'm, I'm currently writing again for another book down the road. So if you follow me there on Instagram, that's where my presence mostly is. You can, I will have any updates there. I have been toying with the idea of putting out a bi-weekly uh, newsletter. Um so I, I may do that, um, and I'm currently working like on a, on a website type type thing. But again, if you follow me on Instagram, I can. Um, that's where you'll find all those all that information because that's where I. Uh, that's usually where I'm the loudest. Um, no, it sounds sounds fantastic. Um, before we get out of here, uh, you kind of mentioned you do go through a process of sort of losing inspiration and trying to find it again, and and going through sort of phases of writing and not writing. Um, what is it that typically helps you get out of that slump and gets you back um, in f- back in front of, well, I guess, your notebook and, and, and writing some things down? As crazy as it is to say, it's conflict usually. Like, um, again, I, I mentioned it before, like uh, my writing comes from a place of feeling. So generally, like, and again, I don't want to sound like a contrary being, but like if things are going well, I'm usually like a little dry when it comes to the writing. It's usually when I, when there are, let's say, conflicts within myself or conflicts that I'm witnessing um, elsewhere uh, that kind of like spurs it on. And, and then that that's not for everything. Like um, sometimes I hear a phrase that I just think really fantastic. And I think like that would be a good title right and then i'll sit down and kind of build my poem from there but uh generally like i need to have a feeling welled up inside i need to have something that spurs it that kind of lights the spark amazing um i actually write very similar to you um sometimes a sentence will strike me and i'm like okay that's the title now what's the story <laughs> um or a piece of dialogue and you go okay well what are they why are they saying that you know um so I, I, and I think that's really cool that you find inspiration kind of wherever you can. I want to thank you for coming on the show today. It was, it was awesome talking to you. Um, and I hope we get to talk again um, and maybe have you on the episode, uh, on another episode in the future um, when your next project comes out. But for everybody sort of listening at home, this has been Corey Decker. You can find him at Decker Writes, D-E-C-K-E-R. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And if you want to pick up uh, his latest book, I mean, his poetry is fantastic. Send him a DM, follow. And yeah, thank you, Corey. For, for for being here appreciate it well thank you so much for for having me on this is this has been fun awesome well have a great day and, and uh we'll talk soon yeah you too 
I had a great time talking to Corey today. I hope you did too. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. We have a lot of amazing writers already lined up on the show and uh, hopefully um, even more join them. If you're interested in being one of those writers, we do have a link in the description of the podcast that will take you to a place where you can submit your own writing. And if you aren't a writer, but you know someone who is, let them know. We'd love to have them on. We'll see you next time on Short Form.